Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to be talking about a very important issue that is a threat to religious liberty all across this country. And we're talking about House Resolution 8404. It basically undoes the Defense of Marriage Act of 1996 that Congress passed and was actually signed into law by Bill Clinton back then. That was 26 years ago. Fast forward to November 2022, and they are trying to codify same-sex marriage into law. They're trying to undo the Defense of Marriage Act, and this will open up a lot of problems for people of faith in churches, individuals, institutions, and organizations. And that is the word out of Congress, as the Senate, as we are speaking, uh, is working on this bill, and it passed a cloture vote last night. It needed Republican help, and it got it, with 11 Republicans joining the Democrats to give it a 60-vote cloture vote. Now amendments are going to be offered today, and we're going to discuss that with our good friend Tim Throckmorton, who works with the Family Research Council. He is the, I believe he's the Midwest Director of Faith Outreach for the Family Research Council. He travels in a number of states. He's been working heavily on this bill to try to rally support against it uh, so that we could protect religious liberty. And we've been sending out alerts all week long. We are thankful for those organizations who have partnered with us here in the state who have put out calls to action. We understand that thousands of calls, emails, uh, letters have been going into the senator's offices of Senator Brown, Portman, and the list of the 11, which includes Roy Blunt of Missouri, uh, it, uh, Senator Burr of North Carolina, Susan Collins of Maine, Joni Ertz of Iowa, uh, Senator Loomis of Wyoming. Uh, there in West Virginia, Senator Cap- Capito also receiving a lot of calls. We had calls to action uh, put out in West Virginia as well. Uh, Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, Rob Portman, of course, here in Ohio, Mitt Romney in Utah, Dan Sullivan in Alaska, Tom Tillis in North Carolina, and Todd Young in Indiana, and I look at some of this list, and I am so dismayed at some of our Republican friends that we thought, but we were betrayed on this vote. We're going to talk about that with our friend Tim Throckmorton. Tim, welcome to the program. Thank you, Chris. Delighted to be with you. Well, thank you for all that you've been doing now for months on this bill. The uh, Nancy Pelosi's Democratic House of Representatives voted this out in July, and it's been a problem ever since, and uh, like the Sword of Damocles hanging over our heads, and here we are in the 11th hour of this Congress, and with help from the Republicans, it may pass today. Now, the question is, will it pass with provisions that will grant religious relief, uh, protections, liberty relief, or not? And that is the question. Your thoughts on that? Well, you know, Chris, as the uh, response in Washington, and I think part of this, you can go back to the Dobbs decision, there was a concerted effort on the heels of that to really push this through Congress. 
and and it did and they did and and what we're on the verge of now i i was on a call early this morning and it kind of put everything in perspective think about in 1973 those who who were deeply concerned about the decision made by the supreme court uh roe versus wade and how that would legalize abortion many were concerned but no one had the uh, the ability to envision the carnage over the last 50 years. I think we're at a moment similar to that, on the edge of that, because what could be put into play here uh, could, could have generational influence and impact. Your children, your grandchildren, their future will be different uh, because of this. And the amendments that were proposed, as you alluded to, Chris, are. Um, the Lee Amendment is the one that we at FRC have really gotten behind uh, because you've got to realize this is said from time to time. You and I hear this language, Chris. It's kind of in the world we live in. They'll they'll look at you and they'll say, well, that's not what this bill is about. Uh, Pastors are going to be protected and and, 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 and all those promises are only good as the first uh, court decision based on the, 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 the those who were sued thinking they were okay. But here here is this moment where n- not just pastors who may be protected, that remains to be seen, but it's the people in the churches that run businesses, Christian business owners, uh, that, that lead C3 nonprofit organizations. These are the ones that are not going to be protected. And they they are subject to all type of of litigation that could just destroy their ministries and their their way of living. Uh, and you know, uh, the amendments perhaps can help, but I still am all struck, uh, just dumbstruck. Maybe that's the word over over those who stood with us in 2015, Chris, for marriage, and are not standing with us today. Marriage hasn't changed in seven years. It's still the same. And the principles of uh, their stand then, they've changed, but the institution of marriage has not changed. The Word of God has not changed. And that's what is just uh, overwhelming to, to conceive, Chris. That's right, and Roy Blunt is one of those who actually chaired the Value Action Team meeting in Washington. That is the Senate Value Action Team meeting. That uh, That is a group of people that come together. That's FRC and uh, Liberty Council and a number of faith organizations, including the Ohio Christian Alliance, when we're in Washington, to be able to attend that Wednesday meeting. It's a group of conservative senators that gather around pro-life, pro-family groups, and work with them, Susan B. Anthony's list and so many more uh, that gather in that uh, Wednesday meeting when uh, Congress is in session to talk about pro-life, pro-family legislation. For Senator Blunt, who chaired that committee for a number of years, to vote this way, you feel like you're being stabbed in the back, Tim. There's no other way to put it. And when you have people doing things like that and betraying the trust, You know, that's what's so really numbing and uh, shocking to many.
But let's talk about this, what the Democrats are calling, and get this, folks. They call it the Respect for Marriage Act. It's actually the Disrespect Marriage Act. And it actually is an act that undoes Duns DOMA. And DOMA was a bipartisan measure back 26 years ago in 1996, because this is when the homosexual community was knocking on the door then for special rights to be recognized, uh, their, their behavior to be recognized as normal. And so the Defense of Marriage Act was just that, uh, to define marriage as between one man and one woman. That is the health of a godly nation. It is a pre- prescribed by God, as he made them male and female, created he them. But as a nation begins to slide down the slope of wickedness, encroaching more and more towards evil, God will allow them in his, uh, his permissive will to do what they do in their sin. And, uh, you know, Tim, I was just reading through the Old Testament, First and Second Kings, and when you read in Judah and Samaria that were divided, and you had the kings that rose up, each one of them in their generation, uh, it said, he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Of course, the caveats was he, this king had allowed for uh, the high places, the burning of incense. So it wasn't perfect, but it said it did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Then in Israel, and he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. Yet uh, the rain falls on the just uh, on the unjust alike, and someone says, well, where is the judgment of God? All things are as they've always been. Well, judgment's not yet, folks, but the day of judgment will come. And so when a nation turns away from God and his prescribed orders, these aren't the thoughts of Chris Long and Tim Throckmorton. Uh, we're like you. Uh, we're following what God has outlaid in his law, and we're following according. Uh, that's what Moses was doing. Moses was saying, I'm giving to you the law as God has given it to me. This is the way we are to live. But when a nation diverts from that, you bring upon you the judgments that come, and you bring upon your own judgments. And so, you know, really, this is a fateful day. Uh, you know, Oberfeld was a decision that was, uh, you know, shocking to the nation when the court did that. It was basically a swing vote with one justice on the court. But this is different because now you have uh, the House of Representatives, uh, 400 and some odd members, and you have the, the U.S. Senate, 100 members, and you have 11 Republicans joining the Democrats. The pendulum's swinging, isn't it, my friend? It certainly is. Uh, I, I was reading, uh, perhaps you read it today, because we've been digesting, you and I have both been digesting a lot of material, but uh, Rabbi Yaakov Minkin, director of the Coalition for Jewish Values, uh, speaking to the Daily Signal, said this, this bill amounts to the United States explicitly declaring the Bible is wrong. And, and that pretty well sums, uh, sums it up. Now, we've been talking, Chris, all along and mentioning this, some of the inerrant dangers in this legislation. Uh, it'll create a private right of action that will supercharge attacks on people and organizations that still believe in natural marriage, including people of faith who are already being attacked. It will vilify millions of Americans who still believe in natural marriage by labeling that belief as sex discrimination, town amount to racism. And I, there's, a, there's a living example here that just happened in the last day or so. Uh, business owners will face more costly litigation. The tax-exempt statuses of faith-based nonprofits will be at, at risk. Um, now, think about what 
this recent controversy about Justice Amy Coney Barrett, Barrett, who was under pressure to recuse recuse herself from this LGBT case because of her Catholic faith. In other words, uh, Tony mentioned this on radio this week. In other words, if you have a biblical worldview on life, human sexuality, marriage, you are automatically disqualified from government service or from the marketplace of public life. Don't forget. The intention goes far beyond what any of us can imagine at this moment. Uh, there are things that haven't happened yet, situations that haven't been created that are going to be harmful, uh, and we haven't even imagined them yet. If this passes, the door is open for uh, for great struggle ahead for those who name the name of Christ. Shouldn't surprise us. We know the scriptures point to times of great trial and tribulation. Uh, but, but you know, I find it interesting, Chris, that even though you hear over and over, 71%, uh, according to Gallup and Pew says 61%, uh, approve of legalizing same-sex marriage. Uh, but uh, Heritage just did a piece that uh, this, this Respect for Marriage Act, most people opposed it. Uh, 73% uh, oppose this act. Uh, so it's not it's not all one-sided here. Most Americans, I think, Chris, I spent a week in Kansas just uh, just last week, week before I was in Kansas, all week, amongst great people. Just, it was America out there. And, and you and I live in Ohio, surrounded by great folks. We don't feel this way. We line up for the most part, most Americans line up with this particular view of marriage uh, that is traditional, and as you would call it, that's been recognized for thousands of years. I, I think you'd agree. Absolutely. And reading from the Epoch Times and their report, and we're talking about House Resolution 8404, the so-called Respect Marriage Act, when it's actually a disrespect marriage act, it undoes the federal DOMA. Uh, it says this, um, if a nonprofit is engaged in behavior that is contrary to public policy, the IRS has the discretion to strip that organization of its tax-exempt status. Alliance Defending Freedom Senior Counsel Greg Baylor told the Epoch Times on November 19th, uh, our concern is the IRS is going to point to the Respect of Marriage Act and say these organizations that aren't recognizing same-sex marriage are acting inconsistently. With public policy articulated in the Respect of Marriage Act, Baylor said. Heritage Foundation Vice President for Domestic Policy, Roger Severo, was even more blunt in his assessment of the proposal, telling the Epoch Times, this legislation is nothing more than a way to weaponize the federal government against people of faith, and it offers no additional benefits or protections that same-sex couples don't already have. Hmm. Pastor, this is, I'm telling you, <laughs> This this is a is a such a wave of problem for people of faith, and they're going to wake up after this is done, and they're going to say what just happened in Congress. Well, they're not going to say that about the FRC and or the Ohio Christian Alliance because we have been sounding the alarm. So here's what Senator Lankford said in his alert to the Senate Value Action Team meeting. Good man, Senator from Oklahoma, Senator James Lankford. He says, as you have seen, the Senate voted to invoke cloture last night on the substitute amendment 
H.R. 8404, last night. The text of the substitute is attached and uh, substantially similar to previous versions that have circulated. The substitute repeals the Defense of Marriage Act, requires anyone operating under color of state law to provide for the full faith and credit of any marriage recognized by the state in which it was performed, including same-sex marriages. It provides for enforcement by the Attorney General and a private right of action. The substitute amendment stacks the deck against individuals, entities who disagree with the bill's definition of marriage and hold to a traditional view of marriage, including those who hold such views based on their faith and provides them with no substantial protections. There it is. Now, there are four amendments that are being considered here this hour. This is the Lee Amendment. Excuse me, the Lee Amendment. It needs a 60-vote threshold. The Langford Amendment, a simple majority. The Rubio Amendment, a simple majority. And final passage still needs 60 votes today. Is there any way, Pastor, that maybe a few votes will... In fact, we need two, because if it's only one, then the Vice President, Kamala Harris, will come in and be that 60th vote. Isn't that right? It needs to be two votes that peel off. Yes, um, and of course, three would be better. If anyone has personal contact, and, and I, have, I have leveraged every relational bit of relational capital I have uh, in the last few weeks, uh, anyone that has any relationships with staffers, uh, you know, any relationships uh, with sitting senators that can plead with them, this is going to affect the future of their their family. Their constituents will have a different world ahead of them at the end of the day if this is signed. And it's not just, well, uh, we're just trying to this or that or the other, and everyone's in agreement here. No, they're not. Uh, in America, uh, we we live in, in a blessed place, Chris, and if if we deviate. Much farther, I'm afraid, from these biblical moorings that we have. You and I talked about this quote earlier. In fact, you helped you helped me with the 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 uh, uh, reference, the author of it, Thomas Jefferson, uh, who said, "Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just; that His justice cannot sleep forever." Uh, we're at a very precarious place. And if you know senators, if you know, if you have folks in other states, I think Cavado is one to focus on. Uh, I think that uh, I, I've been thinking that Young in Indiana was one to focus on as, as well. And uh, I think it's uh, in Wyoming. Uh, remind me, Loomis, I think, in Wyoming. Uh, yes. There are a few. We can, we can peel those off. Uh, perhaps there is hope at the end of the day. But it, it's, I think we're at that place, Chris, where it's going to take the hand of God to just uh, to, to stop this from moving forward. And we have people praying today. And, you know, we had a call to action the last several days coming out of the holiday. And people did. They responded, uh, Pastor Tim. They re- responded with phone calls, with e-letters that Family Research Council provided a very fine tool that people could just click and their name would show up and it would be a letter to the senator in question. They also called, and we had uh, a gentleman, I was on the radio yesterday with a local station in uh, Cleveland, and I had a gentleman call me at the office. He was 90 years old. He said, well, I don't have a computer, but I have a phone. And so I gave him the the, uh, 
the, the uh, switchboard number for the Senate, and I gave him several numbers, and he says, I'll call right now, and he was calling three senators. And so everybody has done their part, and from what we understand, literally thousands of calls, emails, and letters have gone into the senators, and so they've heard from the folks, and Family Research Council's been doing this all over the country with 11 states in question of these senators. And I want you to go to our website, folks, Ohio Christian Alliance, and you'll see important update on H.R. 8404. We'll have the latest there for you on our website at Ohio Christian Alliance. But we urge you to pray. We want to thank those of you who, who called, who sent emails, who uh, sent letters, uh, e-letters to your, con- uh, to your senator on this issue. Uh, and, and now what, what do we do? Well, let us pray. You know, let us pray that they will, they will hear reason and that God will move on this situation. We need three of them to not vote for finer, final cloture, and it will give us a little bit more time. You know, Tim, you and I have been in this fight for a long time. I've been uh, doing this as a public policy leader for 20 years, pastored for a number of years. You've pastored. You've been in public policy last handful of years, doing a great work, by the way, with FRC. But, you know, all we've been doing is pushing back the darkness a little further just for a little more time. But it, it, it's, like a, it's like trying to turn back the tide. Uh, we know that uh, wickedness will overcome the world. Jesus said there's a time coming uh, when no man can work, uh, the, the, when, you know, when a darkness comes. But we've been pushing it back and bringing light and trying to give space for our children and our grandchildren to be raised in a time before the wickedness overtakes the world. Uh, Pastor, uh, we need to be the salt and light in our day and not give up the fight. Uh, Jesus said when the Son of Man returns, we find faith on the earth. And so, but it was in Luke 18 when he said that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Your thoughts? Uh, I had a professor years ago that said something I've never forgotten, Chris. The world at its worst, the world at its worst, needs the church at its best. And this is uh, the, the church is built for moments like this, uh, and the strength of the word of God that never fails the. The, the strength of the hand of God that is never short, so short that it can't do and accomplish on earth what he set it forth to do. Uh, I'm trusting in that one. And if I didn't believe that a difference could be made, I wouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. I believe that God can move in moments like this. And I'm praying for hearts to be changed today on Capitol Hill. Amen. We're talking with uh, Pastor Tim Throckmorton. He is a Midwest director of the Family Research Council. And he travels all over the country uh, working with pastors and congregations. And we've got a lot of work to do ahead of us. As uh, the new Congress is coming in, we're going to encourage them to hold the line. And uh, that's the only thing we can do. And you say, who are our enemies here? Well, as Christians, we're to pray for our enemies. We're to pray for those who oppose us and those who we disagree with. And we may disagree with them very ardently, but we pray for them and that they might know the love of Christ. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Tim, thanks for being my guest tonight. My pleasure, Chris. All the best to you, my friend. Thank you for all that you do. Well, stick with us on the other side. We're going to continue on this discussion with Pastor Al Davis, and uh, we're going to give you some additional information. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
In the Army National Guard, soldiers serve part-time and close to home. My community means everything to me. It helped shape me into who I am today and is where I choose to raise my own family. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from. And as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The education benefits I got from serving helped me get my degree and jumpstart my career. The training and leadership skills I've gained from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people, help my neighbors, and look out for my community. I know that when my neighbors need us the most, my fellow soldiers and I will be ready. My family loves it here, and my part-time service means we get to stay here. Serve part-time in the community you live in as a proud member of the Army National Guard. Talk to your local recruiter or visit nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Johnette Cruz and I'm a busy mom. Then a friend told me about TrustBlueReview.com, a new website powered by the Christian Blue Network. She uses it to find trusted Christian-owned businesses. I checked it out, read the helpful reviews, and found a great family dentist. Now I use TrustBlueReview for all my family's needs. For peace of mind, do what I did. Visit TrustBlueReview.com or download their free mobile app from your app store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Review. Will my kids like this dentist? Can I trust this mechanic? Who's a good choice for my upcoming remodel? I found businesses I can trust from TrustBlueReview.com. This company rebuilt our deck and renovated our bathroom. I'd highly recommend them to anyone looking to hire an honest contractor. The best dentist experience I've ever had. It's now easy to find trusted businesses in my community that have the same Christian values as my family. It all starts at TrustBlueReview.com or download their app in the App Store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue and we're back, and thank you for listening to News in Focus that comes to you each week at this time. And I want to encourage you on this Giving Tuesday to give to the Ohio Christian Alliance, and you could do that by going to our website at ohioca.org, or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. Go to the top of the page. There's a Donate button there. A contribution of any amount will help us stay on the air, and we do have a challenge between now and December 31st, we must raise $3,000 uh, to keep this program on the air. And so we're encouraging you to help us out. Again, any amount of contribution. But we do have a special offer as well. And if you click on the special offer link that's up there tonight, you'll uh, basically for the commemorative coin of the D-Day Prayer uh, edition, along with the commemorative program and a notepad, a uh, suggested donation of $75, and we'll send those to you in the mail. But any donation at all is welcome, and we thank you for your support of the Ohio Christian Alliance and this program that comes to you each week, News and Focus. Well, with us on the phone is our good friend, Pastor Al Davis of Live with Pastor Al, also a board member of the Ohio Christian Alliance. And, of course, we're going to continue talking about uh, H.R. 8404, which would undo the Defense of Marriage Act that's been in law since 1996, that was passed by Congress, actually uh, signed into law by uh, Bill Clinton, but now is being threatened with this new bill, 8404, and it would undo that, which would be the Defense of Marriage Act, and, and then now we would have codifying into law same-sex marriage. So with me on the phone is Pastor Al Davis. Pastor, your thoughts about what's been going on with this bill? Well, hello, Chris, and thank you for allowing me to be on. And uh, 
really when we look at HR 8404 and the votes that we're going to have or have in the Senate today, um, this is a concern because as a pastor and uh, speaking for other pastors out there, we're directly affected by this as I read the uh, language of the bill. Uh, it's going to affect us in terms of marriages, uh, marriages that we do, uh, whether or not the state will recognize our marriage if we re- uh, refuse to uh, conduct same-sex marriages, uh, and, and it's just a variety of other things that this opens up for us. Um, as you were pointing out in the last half hour, some of these amendments that have been put forward provide some protections, but really the best protection would be to see this bill fail to be passed, and I think that's what people should be praying for. Well, absolutely, and uh, of course, as we're talking, it's uh, uh, being deliberated in the U.S. Senate, and that sometime tonight there's going to be the vote on these amendments, and we'll find out exactly where we stand, and of course, another 60-vote vote, and uh, it needs that for passage. Um, reading in the Epoch Times, uh, there's you know obviously quotes from some of our friends in the conservative circles who are really sounding the alarm on this. Uh, from the Alliance Defending Freedom, our concern is the IRS is going to point to the Respect of Marriage Act and say these organizations that aren't recognizing same-sex marriage are acting inconsistently with public policy articulated in the Respect of Marriage Act, Baylor said. Heritage Foundation Vice President for Domestic Policy, Roger Severno, was even more blunt in his assessment of the proposal, telling the Epoch Times this legislation is nothing more than a way to weaponize the federal government against people of faith, and it offers no additional benefits or protections that same-sex couples don't already have. Instead, the bill encourages radical activists to sue religious schools, colleges, adoption agencies, and will empower Biden's 87,000 new IRS agents to revoke the tax-exempt status of faith-based nonprofits. Congress should be protecting our First Amendment rights instead of pushing diverse legislation that nobody needs. Your thoughts, Pastor? Oh, you're absolutely right, and, and I'm glad you mentioned those 87,000 IRS agents. This is like uh, just seems to be one of the things that we're seeing out of this administration uh, that's uh, going to empower these agents to be able to harass and curtail the rights of people of faith in this country and to be able to crack down on our freedom to worship and the uh, you know the First Amendment rights that we have that we see in the uh, First Amendment to our Constitution. Um, I do believe this is a time that uh, God's people need to be in much prayer and if you can, uh, you know, still uh, influence your your state senator, uh, you have a representative in the state, uh, or I'm sorry, in the U.S. Senate through your state senator, and you should be letting them know how you feel about this. I like the tweet that was given out by Representative Chip Roy uh, to the senators who had voted for this proposal or supported this proposal before Thanksgiving when he said, those who see and know the truth have a moral duty to stand firm in its defense and to defend the institution of marriage. The question is how many Republicans will display it when this bill comes to the floor for a vote. And the Bible says we've got to pray for those in authority over us. This is certainly a time to do that. Utah's uh, Senator Lee put forth a second 
tougher amendment during the November 16th debate that was last week uh, that would specifically exempt individuals, nonprofits, and businesses from being penalized a result of their religious beliefs by government officials due to enactment of the Respect of Marriage Act. Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer did not allow a floor vote on the Lee Amendment. Uh, that was uh, that refusal prompted Baldwin Senatorial Republican colleague from Wisconsin, Ron Johnson, to vote against the proposal. Senator Lee proposed an amendment that would have prohibited the government from taking such action and even offered to vote for the bill if they accepted it. I would have also supported the bill with this his language, said uh, Johnson said. The fact that the bill's sponsors rejected his offer speaks volumes. Religious liberty should be upheld for all of those with sincerely held religious beliefs should not be discriminated against for their views on marriage. Now, here's what it says, actually, in the amendment, the Lee Amendment, uh, would prohibit the federal government from discrimination against individuals, organizations, and closely held uh, for-profits based on their sincerely held religious belief or moral convictions about marriage, whether they support marriage between one man or one woman or a same-sex marriage. This amendment only restricts the federal government for purposes of licenses, tax-exempt status, contracts, benefits, etc. In our pluralistic society, Senator Lee believes that it is essential to provide robust religious liberty protections for those who want to practice their faith in their daily lives. Now, again, the Lee Amendment will need 60-vote threshold for passage. Now, i got to tell you, that would be a Hail Mary. That would be a, um, a real miracle for that to happen. The Langford Amendment, uh, that's a little different. Do you have that in front of you, the language on the Langford uh, Amendment, Pastor? Uh, yes, I do, Chris. Go ahead and read that for us. So this one would only need a simple majority. So if, And obviously, I think what the strategy is here is obviously the Republicans are trying to work to get the Lee Amendment over. If that fails, their fallback, the first fallback line is the Langford Amendment. So let's hear that one. Go ahead, Pastor. Right. The, the Langford Amendment would address the gaps and harm toward religious liberty in the Baldwin Substitute Amendment. Uh, specifically, it would, one, narrow the bill from anyone acting under the color of state law uh, to government entities, meaning state, territory, or possession United States or Indian tribes, to ensure that non-governmental actors who contract with the state, such as faith-based child welfare agencies, are not harmed by the bill. Without this change, the scope of the bill goes well beyond Obergefell and even beyond the scope of the Defense of Marriage Act. Number two, it strikes the private right of action to curb baseless lawsuits and harassment against religious organizations for living out their faith and beliefs about marriage. Notably, the bill provides these organizations with no proactive defense. Uh, number three, it clarifies Section 7A to ensure that the bill would not be used to get uh, to penalize, harm, or discriminate against individuals or entities because of their belief, practice, or observance of marriage. This was the stated intent of many of the substitute amendment sponsors, but is unclear at best in the substitute. And number four, it adds an additional protection to ensure that faith-based organizations, or to ensure that faith-based organizations that partner with government will not be seen as government actors and thereby by subject to the bill's mandates and forced to either co uh, compromise their beliefs or practices 
or to be subject to legal challenges or to end their government partnerships. So when you think of the after-school programs in some churches and actually uh, some of the um, uh, food programs that churches have with um, the Faith-Based and Community Initiatives Project that uh, President Bush launched back in 2004 and 5, uh, all that would just be of no effect at that point because churches and said, well, if you don't comply according to this and start hiring uh, these people and start recognizing these marriages, uh, you are no longer entitled to uh, the government funds to provide for these inner-city children. I mean, this is far-reaching when you stop and think about it, Pastor. I mean, I don't understand why... Uh, well, actually, we just had uh, Tim Throckmorton, uh, Midwest Director of the Family Research Council, a good friend from Ohio, talking about this. And he said, yeah, you know, Chris, when you put it to a, a poll, uh, it's overwhelmingly people were opposed to this thing. But you wouldn't know it to see what they're trying to do. Again, in lame duck, uh, after the holiday... Uh, before they recess this session, trying to jam it through. Pastor, your thoughts? Oh, you're absolutely right. The timing isn't uh, just chance of the, uh, you know, the way the calendar fell. They know that a lot of people, especially people of faith, are really busy at this time of year. I mean, think about it. This is for Christians, and uh, even for uh, Jewish uh, folks who would be interested and concerned with these things as well. Uh, you know, we just had Thanksgiving, and for our Jewish friends, they've got Hanukkah coming up. And we're starting Advent. Yeah, Advent, Christmas, all of this coming up as Christians are celebrating some of the, the most important days that we uh, think about, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and knowing that our attention and our time and our energy is taken over for special programs with the holidays, they know that this is the time to put something like this through where they're going to be able to get it under the notice of Christians because, uh, quite frankly, we're busy. I, I have to say myself as a pastor, busy with things at church and as we uh, just had Thanksgiving approaching Christmas, I have a lot to do. And, you know, I've not been paying attention to this as much as I should be uh, to my chagrin. But again, they know this is the case. So, in life, I guess you think that it's just two uh, pastors talking about what might be. Listen to this from the um, uh, Matt Staver, uh, chief attorney at the uh, Liberty Council. He says, Lee's Amendment is the best, but it has to be the highest threshold of votes needed to pass. This is telling. Lee's Amendment adds comprehensive religious liberty protection to this bad bill. The next... Uh, Senator Lankford's amendment clarifies that the bill only applies to the state rather than far more encompassing any person acting under the color of state law. This is an important, but it does not go far enough. Then Senator uh, Rubio's amendment will strike the private right of action. Um, that is included in this bill. Make no mistake, this is uh, attorney Matt Staver talking. Make no mistake, this bill will target attack and harm people of faith. Now, this is a man who actually defends religious liberty every day. His team is working all across the country. And he says, make no mistake, this bill will target and attack and harm people of faith with or without a religious accommodation amendment. Must be stopped. This bill, even with the amendments, would essentially create a religious ghetto that temporarily protects certain religious adherents while allowing others uh, evils 
of, of the evils of the bill to flood the nation. Now, you know, Pastor, that is shocking and frightening language from our good friend Matt Staver of Liberty Council. Your thoughts? Well, I think he understands the threat that we see with this. You know, there are a lot of people out there that are not working for the good of our country. And, and of course, we've talked before about the rise of the, you know, the desire for a global one world government. The Bible talks about that happening and stage needs to be set for that. But one of the things that, uh, that really prevents these uh, people who want to dominate and, and exercise total control is our first amendment rights. I, Heard somebody say recently that uh, you know the the two biggest amendments in the Constitution that protect us from uh, tyranny is the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. And when you look at the First Amendment, a lot of people lose sight that the Second Amendment is not merely a list of several rights, among which freedom of religion is one. The second, or I'm sorry, the First Amendment. The First Amendment is primarily written about religious freedom. Because if the state can tell you what you can or cannot believe, what you can or cannot practice in regards to your faith, what you can or cannot do or say, guess what? You don't have freedom of speech. You don't have the freedom to assemble. And you don't have the freedom of the press. And you don't have the freedom to uh, uh, to redress grievances with the government because the government has just said that your rights don't don't matter. They're no longer valid in our society today. That's exactly right. We see this free speech battle uh, actually playing out on Twitter right now as Elon Musk has taken over the social media platform, which has been censuring conservative voices, deplatform voices, including President Trump while he was president, deplatform a number of conservative and faith-based organizations off the platform that didn't align with their LGBTQ wokeism on Twitter. Now that he took over the uh, company and he's opening things up in free speech, the liberals are going apoplactic. So that battle is playing out in real time. These things parallel each other, folks, and I hope you're all paying attention out there. Look, we come to you each week on the airwaves. I know Pastor Al would live with Pastor Al, bringing you the Word of God, but also giving you current events. And on this program, uh, News and Focus with the Ohio Christian Alliance, we're here to give you uh, pertinent information of what is happening. We're at this 724. Uh, This isn't a hobby, folks. This is what we do. And for 20 years, I've been committed. Why? Because of my eight children and now the the 11 grandchildren and and the kids. You know, it's about the next generation. Uh, and so we can only be a uh, watchman on the wall for so long. And so we need your support. Uh, and so we're asking you on this Giving Tuesday to support the Ohio Christian Alliance, if you're listening to this broadcast and you've enjoyed it. We're asking you to go to the website, Ohio Christian Alliance. Just search that, and it will come right up. There's a donate button there, and you can give online securely. Any amount of donation is helpful. We need to raise $3,000 between now and December 31st to keep this program on the air. We had one of our sponsors fall off last year. We fell in arrears. We've been paying our monthlies, but we need to get caught up because uh, the sponsor left us a little bit hanging there. So we need your help uh, to kind of catch that up and actually keep this thing going. So as you know, the kind of quality broadcast we bring you each week, and we're asking you to support us. And so if it's a one-time gift, do that on our website at Ohio Christian Alliance. I know some of you may not have a computer. Let me give you where you can mail a check to us. That would be Ohio Christian Alliance, Post Office Box 
3076 Akron, Ohio, 44309. You just make the check out to Ohio Christian Alliance, and then in the note, just say for the radio. And again, that's Ohio Christian Alliance, P.O. Box 3076, Akron, Ohio, 44309. Pastor, as we continue with this on 8404, this is going to be a threat to us. There's no doubt about it. They seem to be adamant. Now, there could be a miracle tonight that it doesn't pass, and that would be wonderful. But the enemy is still, the evil is still knocking at the door. And, you know, for 26 years, we had the federal dome in place. It was actually a Republican-controlled Congress with Bill Clinton actually signed it into law back 26 years ago in 1996. We've been able, which basically said that a marriage was between a man and a woman. It was a Defense of Marriage Act, so that that was federal law. This would undo that, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's at stake here. And it would codify into law uh, same-sex marriage with the full faith and credit clause of the United States. And so they want to tie this to the 1964 Civil Rights Code. And, Pastor, you could see that, and I can see that. Last year we fought a battle. Uh, on religious right of conscience when it came to vaccine mandates. We know what that language is. They know what that language is, and they want to identify with a discriminated uh, uh, class of status. That's why they added in there, uh, no one disputes interracial marriage. Obviously, that has been, for decades now, that's been accepted in this country. That's not what they're trying to do. The, the minorities in the country are outraged that those who with sexual behavioral practice want to identify with a race class that's been discriminated against. And they want to put that in the Civil Rights Code of 1964. That's what this is all about. So this is how serious this all is, folks. Pastor, your thoughts. Oh, you're absolutely right, Chris, and and you can see that they they want to push that into the schools. You you, you brought up some of those things with the Title IX uh, through the Federal Department of Education, uh, trying to force the schools across the country to endorse uh, many of these same ideas. Uh, you know, the uh, transgender and men in the women's locker rooms and things like that. But they need to silence people in order to carry this out, and whether it's censoring. Uh, free speech on social media, or whether it's a compliant media that chooses not to report these things so that people will know, or whether it's simply putting fear into people that they won't talk about it and and, uh, Christians won't uh, make waves, uh, whatever the case is, uh, they want to silence us. And, you know, the Bible says that God said my people, you know, are dying because of lack of what, or because of what? Ignorance, right? Yes. And uh, we need to be aware of the very real threats that are uh, striving to take away our freedoms. That's right. My people perish for the lack of knowledge, the Bible says in Hosea 4.6. And we need to be those who are vigilant of the times that are around us. And so that's why, by reading the Word of God and praying about these issues each day, you know, a lot of times pastor people say, well, how, what can I do? Well, first of all, you can pray. And that's that's no small thing, because if you're really interceding, that's where you're fighting the warfare in the spiritual warfare in the heavenlies. You know, it was Daniel who was fasting and praying, and when the angel finally came with the answer for him uh, after so many days, uh, is basically uh, what was, I was withheld from the prince of Persia. That wasn't a a physical entity, it was a spiritual entity that forestalled the messenger of God from getting to Daniel. 
God had dispatched an answer on day one when he began fasting and praying. So what does that all mean? We're in a spiritual warfare. Look, I want you to visit our website. We're going to have an update on uh, HR 8404 tonight. So Ohio Christian Alliance, you want to visit that and go to Important Update and click on that link. That will be the latest update of what has happened in Congress. Also, if you have opportunity to contribute, and the Donate button is there as well, and you can give online. If you don't have access to that and you want to send a check in the mail, let me give you that address again. That's Ohio Christian Alliance, P.O. Box 3076, Akron, Ohio, 44309. You can also call our office at 330-887-1922. And we'll take your contribution over the phone if that you feel more comfortable with that. Again, the number is 330-887-1922. Well, Pastor, I know a lot of people are thinking, boy, I never thought we would be here at this time. Uh, I thought maybe this might be years away that we wouldn't have to be dealing with these things. But uh, tell us what the Bible says about these days. Well, you know, Chris, we we do see in the Bible where Jesus said that before he comes, we would see conditions uh, in Luke chapter 17. He says it would be like it was in the days of Noah. It says Noah there in the King James, but that's Noah. And what was the conditions then? Lawlessness, violence, rampant wickedness. And then he says in verse 28, likewise also as it was in the days of Lot. And what did we what do we see with Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah, sexual immorality rampant, and this is what we are seeing in the world today. And so we ought not to be surprised. And as you pointed out, it is a spiritual battle. Paul warned in Ephesians six that we are fighting a spiritual battle against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so God's people need to pray, get in the Bible, get with each other, and take a stand for what is right. Amen. Let's have the folks do that with us right now. We just have a few minutes left. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we come to you tonight. We thank you for the grace and mercy of Jesus. We pray for our nation. We pray, Lord, for your people to turn back to you. We pray for your saints to look to you, to look up, for our redemption draws nigh. To pray for our leaders in Washington. To pray for those new members of Congress that will be sworn in in January. They will need our help as we pray and intercede for them, Lord, as they will be in the thick of the battle. And Lord, we thank you that, God, that you've given us uh, an opportunity to have representatives in Washington that will stand for righteousness, truth, in this time in which we live. We thank you, Lord, that there will always be a witness as long as those people that call upon Jesus look to you and witness for Christ. We thank you and we ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, thank you for listening tonight, friend. And again, if you've missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. And also visit us, again, just search Ohio Christian Alliance. Thank you, Pastor, for joining me tonight. Thank you, Chris. God bless, and have a good evening. Thank you all. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. 
To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.